0: listening to a recording from saleschatshow.com to stream or download a huge number of other informative recordings that will power your sales success please visit www.saleschatshow.com really hope you enjoy this session thanks for listening so folks simon hazeldean here from the saleschatshow.com and today we are talking about the thorny topic of negotiation, or actually more specifically, what's the difference between selling and negotiating now I've got some pretty strong opinions on this. I think there is a fundamental difference between selling and negotiating, and I also think that far too many salespeople are not as effective as negotiating at sorry at negotiating as they should be So for me, Selling is convincing the customer to purchase the product, and negotiation is agreeing the terms upon which that sale will take place. They are obviously inextricably linked parts of the sales process, but I think there's a there's a difference between the two. But that's that's kind of that's kind of my opinion. Um, but let me throw it open to to Graham and Phil. So so Graham, you're our internet psychologist expert. What on earth is the internet doing, and what effect is it having upon negotiation?
1: It's putting the buyer in more control. Okay. Um, and the the balance of negotiations was always in favour of the seller, uh, but nowadays the buyer is in much more control. And the reason is that they can compare prices, they can compare terms and conditions. There are plenty of comparison sites, you know, that exist. You know, we've seen them in the insurance market, we see them in the consumer product market. We're now seeing them in the business-to-business market, so there are comparison sites to compare lawyers, comparison sites to uh, uh, compare accountancy firms. And so you can see what is their price for a particular service and what are their terms and conditions for those services. So actually the buyer is now in a fantastic position to come to you selling that service because they know how you compare with all the other people selling that product or service. What's the implications
2: though, Grant, for people listening to this? What what do they need to do more or less of?
1: Well, what they need to do is also do that research. So they need to see things from the buyer's perspective and they need to see what the buyer sees. Mm. So they need to go to those comparisons sites they need to make those comparisons so they can see where they have got a winning uh, position uh, on some aspect and where the, the thorny problem is going to be with their competitors that the buyer has already found out online and that's something that they can prepare you know an argument for yeah. in advance yeah. as opposed to be faced with that from the person who's done their online research so if you haven't done the same online research as your potential customers then you are in a very weak negotiation position
0: Mm. I mean they're going to absolutely put you on the back foot by by using that information if you haven't planned and prepared to you also raise another important point which is I think this applies to selling and negotiating but particularly with negotiation I'm very very fond of saying when I speak on negotiation or run seminars you need to get inside the other person's head you need to be Mm. seeing things from their side from their perspective which links I think very strongly to Graham's point about doing that doing that online research and your planning and preparation Phil you wanted to yeah I
2: know I I, I agree with all of that I think I notice sometimes that there's a belief within sales people that negotiating is what happens you know 30 minutes in when we get down to the nitty gritty haggling and bargaining but for me it is a very front ended process I've always liked that Abraham Lincoln quote that if he had 8 hours to cut down a tree he'd spend 7 hours sharpening his axe Mm. And maybe what salespeople don't do enough of is sharpening the axe and really looking into the preparation and planning side of this. Uh, I could argue maybe that negotiations are won or lost long before we actually look somebody in the eye.
0: Yeah, I think it's, it's it's um, you know, if you look at, say, the five stages of negotiation, go something like planning and preparation. Um, then you're moving into some sort of information gathering, you know, phase where you're you're exploring what the other person is looking for. Then, only then, when you understand both sides, you're into the sort of third stage of being able to make a proposal. And then you're moving into the bargaining. And obviously, understanding the needs, gathering the information, the second stage, probably should take, to Phil's point, about, in my opinion, about 70% of the total time of the negotiation. So if you really understand what both parties are looking for, what you've both got on your shopping lists, for example, you're in a better position to be able to negotiate a better deal. But yeah, what Mm. what people classically think of as negotiation is that kind of haggle piece, the bargaining piece, which is only one aspect. Only Mm. one aspect of the Mm. of the negotiation. But I
1: think the way people buy things nowadays is because they do a lot of this comparison online before. That second stage of your stages yeah. uh, is now shortened dramatically so that whilst it should be the bulk of the time and in the past it was you know you'd mm-hmm. sit down with a half hour sales appointment with someone and you'd probably spend at least twenty minutes getting information from them and sucking every last piece of information out of them so you could then shape what offer you were going to make to them whereas now you can't do that mm-hmm. you could because they've done the comparison they've done their product selection they've done their service selection you've probably got about two minutes to refine that. So actually what that really means is that all of that, what you used to do in a 20 minutes and a half hour sales call, you've got to do in 20 minutes, half an hour on the internet before you go to the yeah. sales call. And that's, uh,
2: that used to be, that
1: 20 minutes,
2: now down to two as you say, that used to be that essential piece of rapport building didn't yeah. it, with the customer because that's where mm. the rapport came yeah. from. It was mm. the questions, the listening, the, the banter in between. Uh, and if that's not there, uh, in, in the way that it once was, then um, the one of the risks with the negotiation is it's going to feel rather formal, yeah. Because uh, they'll be going very, the salesperson will be going very quickly uh, into the, uh, and on the third a, of Simon's stages.
0: Yeah. Well, another 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 session we've talked about what's coming over the hill for for salespeople, and I think um, where negotiation is concerned, and also selling is concerned, we do have better informed buyers now, but yeah. we also often have buyers who are misinformed as a result of the research that they've done. So I do think that the re-education of the buyer, really going in and understanding what they need and helping them to have more clarity is probably a step change in behaviour for most salespeople. Now, do you, what do you
2: mean by that, Simon? Just just give our listeners a few clues as to what, what well, they're if, supposed if, to do to re-educate.
0: I mean, Graham's Graham's quite correct in terms of, you know, they'll have done some research, that they'll have done some comparisons on and so forth. What sometimes happens, for example, I know my GP has said that, that increasingly he'll have patients coming in and telling him what they've got <laughs> before because they've yes, done some okay. research. And, and he says, and often they're wrong. Um, or they they think they understand it but they're, they're not an expert on the product and service in the way that you are mm. and maybe the customer's view of what they need or what they could potentially achieve is limited by their understanding mm. so I think it's about meeting the customer where they are now understanding what they understand and then helping them to, to, to make an even better decision
1: I think is where I think I'd I'd go on that. The whole okay. education thing's really important because you, you make the point, you know, they've they've done that research and what what people are doing is they're buying what they want and a good salesperson knows that often what people want is not what they need. Absolutely. And so a good salesperson negotiating will be trying to negotiate to get them to buy what they really need yeah. rather than what they want. Because they're in that twenty minutes chat they're educating the person but if the person has already made their mind up and all they're trying to do is get the best price or you know a better degree of service then the issue that uh, they they have at that point is that the person the buyers focused on what they want which could be the wrong thing what they need is different to what they've done all the research on Mm. and I think that's a really important thing about how businesses integrate information for their salespeople because the misinformation on the internet about products and services is often because the business as a whole, the marketing department or you know, the corporate communications team or whatever, are not necessarily talking enough to the salespeople about what they are facing. Yeah. And the misinformation could be corrected on the web by, you know, whoever does the website. So I think one thing that salespeople need to do is to feed back what's happening on the ground much more to the people who actually build the websites and the web pages and the social media experience so that that can be used to correct that misinformation before the salesperson perfect. gets there. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perfect, perfect.
0: So we've got this re-education process, which I think it very strongly just keeps reinforcing what Phil was saying about it's the upfront earlier in the sales process piece that's going to affect the quality of your the quality of your negotiation selling and negotiating are from a behavioral point of view are slightly different you'll be doing more proposing in selling than you will in negotiation for example i really understand understand the difference between selling and negotiation so selling convincing the customer to buy the product or service finding out what they need and helping them to understand what what you can offer and then negotiation at agreeing the terms. so my three stage process stage one firm foundation of planning and preparation stage two good quality selling and then stage three is trying to minimize the negotiation as much as possible and remembering always that if it's a professional procurement person their comfort zone is negotiation yours is likely to be selling so I think my challenge to the people listening is to really make sure you focus on your negotiation skills as well as your as well as your selling skills. Thoughts guys? No,
2: you're um, your professional buyer as you refer to him or her. Um, what, what tips have you got then on how to deal with professional buyers that have been on umpteen training courses and enjoy turning the heat <laughs> yeah. on our well-thought-out, well-prepared, yeah. very well, cool, calm and collected negotiator?
0: Well, certainly some of my clients, for example, clients selling into some of the big grocery retailers, will say, I want you to train my salespeople in the same way that the professional procurement people. I think you need to understand the procurement process. You need to understand the role of the procurement person and you need to be able to anticipate some of the tactics that the procurement people will use on like, you. Like what? Like power plays, for example, that they will do very, very carefully. They will exercise maximum control over the whole process and it's a subconscious um, psychological control tactic all the way through, such as when the meeting will take place, keeping you waiting in the foyer, telling you which chair to sit
1: in. They even change the temperature of the room to and make the, you feel uh, uncomfortable. Yeah. All those kind of things.
0: And, and understanding... They're like your house, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> And understanding the process that a procurement person will will go through. But also understanding, I think, where procurement are going to appear in the sales process is also the other important thing for people to consider. Because in some organisations, they'll only make an appearance when you go over a certain uh, revenue spent. So if they're going to make an appearance, you need to know when they're going to make an appearance. But if they are running the process from start to finish... You need to be careful for them controlling you by using the process as a control as a mm. control mechanism. And mm. I think what I would say, having also trained procurement people to negotiate with salespeople as well as salespeople to negotiate with procurement, if you think it's easy their side of the desk, you need to think again as a sales professional. Pro- procurement people have targets and things to yeah. meet and are under as much pressure as salespeople. So don't don't give away your power.
1: I once met a a guy who yeah. worked for a big, major supermarket, he was a, a buyer, led a team of buyers, and his uh, target was to save £250 million pounds that year on yeah. his range of products that he was buying in. So he'd got to get them at £250 million less than they paid the year before, and he met his target in November uh, by the end of the year. So they upped his target to £350 million for the end of the year. So he had then six weeks uh, in order to save another £100 million. Pounds yeah yeah so that's pressure <laughs> so
0: understanding your procurement person's personal
1: targets is
0: also a really 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 well, useful thing that's a very good point point. And, and finding out ways that you can give them what they want but in a way that also works for you would be uh, another thought for you so uh, think about your negotiation skills and capability think about where negotiation comes in the process and Lay a really good foundation for your negotiation by doing a great job of planning and preparation and then doing a really, really good selling job. And hopefully, your negotiations will be less painful uh, than they might have been of, of past. So, we are coming close to time. So, uh, I think it's important that we wish you good luck, good selling and good negotiating. Uh, this, is, uh, this is Phil Jessen, uh, Graham Jones and Simon Hazeldean on the com. Thank you very much. You have been listening to a recording from saleschatshow.com. To stream or download a huge number of other informative recordings that will power your sales success, please visit www.saleschatshow.com. Thank you very much for listening.